It's always game day in Cleveland. Well, one of the things the Browns have going for them is running backs. We all know how good Nick Chubb is. We all know how good Kareem Hunt is. But the third running back got paid, and it's uh, interesting to see how much money he got in Dearness Johnson. Uh, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Uh, what were your thoughts when the Browns signed Dearness Johnson here this week? Um, you know, not what nine hundred thousand dollars signing bonus and remember the number he got. It was like uh, two point four million, something like that. Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, look, he was a restricted free agent this offseason. They had to tender him. They did uh, so that they got the first right of uh, refusal. He d- did not get a uh, a significant contract offer for them uh, that he agreed to. Uh, go back to uh, Al- the Alex Mack situation years ago. By the way, congratulations to the uh, the former Brown center on his yeah. uh, retirement. Salute to him. Um, but remember, he signed the offer sheet with Jacksonville, uh, and the Browns went ahead as a restricted free agent, and the Browns matched that offer sheet. Well, uh, DeErnest did not sign an offer sheet, uh, so uh, they bring him back for $2.4 million and change, and that's what it is. Uh, when you talk about the grant, to us, $2.4 million is a lot of money, but when you're talking about the grand scheme in the National Football League, $2.4 million is like a couple of pennies in the in the swear jar. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Yeah. Um, and, I, might, I wouldn't mind swearing for $2.4 yeah. I got no problem <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, you know, look, they, they are really loaded at running back. No question about it. He's the third man on the depth chart behind Nick Chubb, who obviously is the bell cow at number one. You've got Kareem Hunt, number two, to Ernest, number three. Uh, and then you've got uh, guys like uh, Demetric Felton and Jerome Ford, who they just drafted this year uh, in the fifth round, uh, rounding out that group. I guess we could throw John Kelly in there as well, just to be thorough. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six running backs. Uh, I don't know how many of those guys are actually going to make the team, but um, and I don't know how much room they got. I'm going to say four. I'm going to say Chubb, Hunt, Johnson, and Felton make the team. I think Jerome Ford goes to the practice squad. Uh, practice squad will be 16 players this year, so I think they get him through waivers and they put him uh, on the practice squad. So I'll go with four running backs, Cap. But uh, look, every time they put Dernis Johnson on the field, Andy, he's performed. You know, let's be honest about it. He's not gotten a ton of carries, uh, under 140 career carries for him but 100 of those carries came a year ago and he's averaging over five yards a carry does that sound familiar to you they got two other guys named uh kareem hunt and nick chubb that also have averages of around five yards a carry so when he has gotten his opportunities he has been a productive player which is why they uh you know uh, tendered that uh first right of refusal this offseason as a restricted free agent. Now, if if he got, you know, a multi-year contract, at, you know, $12, $14, 15000000 million, I, I don't necessarily think that the Browns would have matched that, but he's going to cost, uh, you know, about $2.4 million bucks this year. So, again, dropping the bucket, not a big deal, but glad he's back because he is a very good football player. So when we look at – and you – like, the first thing I think of is, okay, you're going to sign him. That means you've got three, and you're going to stick with those three, right? Unless, for some reason, the Browns decide to trade Kareem Hunt, which I, I don't I, – I really hope doesn't happen. But, but now you're could. looking at the roster – yeah, I know. But you're, you're looking at the roster game, and 
I'd love to play this game with Jeff, and he just never wants to go down this road, so I think you'll go down the game with me. You're sitting here saying we're probably going to keep five running backs, especially because Demetrius Felton is, is very, very um, talented on special teams too, right? So, yeah, I mean, he's your backup guy, probably his kick returner and punt returner. So, and and if you think Ford is going back, so, okay, let's say you keep four, just like you said. I think they're keeping four. Okay, they keep four. Where do you make up for that? Because in the past, you know, I can think back to times last year where they were real thin on defensive line as far as active game day depth happens because they were heavy at wide receiver or because they were heavy at defensive back. So if you're going to keep four running backs, how many wide receivers are you going to keep? And the other magic question in a Kevin Stefanski offense, how many tight ends are you going to keep? You keep six receivers. That's the magic number there. I think you keep one less tight end, and your extra tight ends end up on the practice squad. So David Njoku, Harrison Bryant, those are your top two tight ends. And then your, I think your third tight end ends up on the practice squad, and uh, you, know, you potentially elevate him for uh, game day. But... Um, I think that that's where on the roster you make up for that extra running back that gets kept. Because remember, he loves the fullback, so Johnny Stanton is your fullback right now. Uh, he'll make the team. So that's actually five players in your backfield. That's why I say they'll keep four running backs because your fifth back becomes Johnny Stanton, uh, who's your fullback. So it just it, it makes sense. That that's ultimately what those you know how those numbers play out, and then the, and then the other reason why you bring to Ernest Johnson back, and again, you hate to think in these terms, but to your point about last season and how thin they got at the position, real quick, and that's always a concern. So it just it made sense to bring him back this year uh, as a restricted free agent. So do you, are you saying, though, that we're looking at uh, possibility of only two wide receiver spots really being up for grabs? Well, I don't think any this? wide receiver spots are up for grabs, to be honest with you. Your receivers well, okay, are so Donovan, Well, let me lay Jones, this out. Hey, hey, okay, Peoples-Jones, Cooper. Amari Bell, Cooper. That's three. David Bell. Schwartz for four. Anthony okay. Schwartz. We're up to four. Jakeem Grant is your fifth. And then – uh, you you have only one spot that's up for grabs, and it's Jamarcus Bradley. It's Michael Woods, who you drafted this year. It's Javon Wims, um, Weston in there, and I think they got one more on the roster too. They got uh, his name escapes me at the moment, but I Mike Hartley or uh, no. Travell Harris. Yeah, so you've got one spot. I think that is legit up for grabs. And then Demetric Felton, he could uh, maybe none of those guys make it because Demetric Felton is your sixth receiver or your seventh receiver, right? So right. Um, it's that the first five spots are spoken for. There's only one wide receiver job that's uh, legit up for grabs come training camp. I do think they have a little bit of playroom with Jakeem Grant because if you want to just kind of feel confident that – I mean, obviously he's going to be an integral part of special teams, you know. And But so, he's going to get used offensively too. They're not going to overuse him, but you're going to see Jakeem Grant get some opportunities within this offense. Okay. But I do think you can kind of hide him there. I mean, if you, instead of saying, you know, okay, we're going to list him as our – and this is all listing thing. It's not really – 
end of the world. But I do think that, you know, you could do that if you wanted to keep him. Then maybe you keep one of these other guys. If somebody jumps off the page during camp. Well, but the we are guy you're what... keeping is Demetric Felton. So, you know, because Felton is your fourth running back slash seventh wide receiver. And can return kicks too, right? Yeah. You can do both. But, it, but so, I'm just saying, when you're talking roster construction, all right, you don't yeah. you don't have a specific position for your returner on the roster. Your returner is not taking up a roster spot. He's either a, a, a receiver, a tight, he's a skill position guy, receiver, tight end, running back, right? So you right. don't have to dedicate a roster spot to your returner like you do a long snapper, a punter, or a kicker. So kicker. Um, that that's why I say I think they keep six uh, receivers. They keep four running backs. I classified Demetric Felton as a running back as being that fourth running back, and he gives you the option of being that seventh wide receiver because he does uh, spend a lot of time uh, working with those receivers uh, as well. So, and and last year a lot of his playing time, uh, what little he did get, his playing time came at receiver and not running back. All right, so while we're talking about wide receivers, and we'll wrap up the conversation with this because I think it's kind of funny. Miles Garrett was, like, openly recruiting OBJ to come back on Instagram over the weekend. Yeah, uh, that ain't happening. I don't think OBJ's coming back. I don't think there's any reason for OBJ to come back. There's no room for OBJ on the roster, number one. And number two, OBJ can't help this team until January. So uh, it, it makes for uh, some fun clicks for uh, aggregators out there, but I just there I don't think that there's a lot of reality to it because again, there's there's just there's no room. Uh, we just ran through the. But if the he was healthy, they, if he was healthy and wanted to come back, they could find a way to make it happen. If Somebody I had a million dollars, about. Andy, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah, but if, yeah, if but he was healthy, just... <laughs> if he was healthy, you would find a different path and say, hey, you know, we're glad we uh, we're glad we. You know, Anthony, it's been great. I know we drafted you in the third round last year, but, uh, you know, OBJ's healthy. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he's not healthy, and so that, um, you know, that's – Don't worry about him. Yeah. All right. It, <laughs> that's it's the always get. <laughs> I it's live always... in this little world called reality. I'm sorry. Yes, sometimes you do. I've listened to some of the things you've said. In fact, I want to hear more about your reality, and I think we can give folks kind of a behind-the-scenes look at – what really happens at Browns camp, especially when it comes from not only camp, but during the season two, what, what's behind the scenes at media when it comes to the Cleveland Browns? Like what is the day-to-day -day routine? Daryl lives it every day. I've done it plenty of times uh, in my career as, as I've covered this team from many different uh, seats. And what's it like to sit in those shoes? You want to find out? You continue listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. We'll talk about that next.